Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're digging into James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 this morning. What is God's goal for my life? You know, although James was a leader of the Jerusalem church and a half-brother to Jesus, he simply described himself as a servant. In James's world, calling yourself a servant was not the most flattering way to describe yourself. A servant was a slave. Slaves were often viewed simply as necessary tools to accomplish life. Today, we depend on dishwashers and washers and dryers, grocery stores and Amazon.com to get what we need in life. In James' world, all these normal daily tasks were done by servants. Technically, the word that James used for servant commonly refers to a bond servant. Such a servant is one who has a permanent relationship with his master and is bound to serve for life, making his own will totally consumed with the will of his master. In fact, a careful study of Exodus 21 and Deuteronomy 15, if a freed slave loves his master, he can choose to be a permanent bond slave, sealing the promise with having his ear pierced with an awe on the doorpost of his master's house. The piercing was simply a mark of ownership proudly displayed by the loving servant. Think about this. Nail-like all driven through his flesh, permanent scars, blood on the doorframe. It sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Well, James chose to be a bondservant to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was not alone. It seems that those who knew Jesus the best, those who walked and talked and laughed and cried with him, those who personally saw his heart, were bound to serve and literally gave their lives to the greatest, most loving, most wonderful master of all time, our Lord Jesus Christ. Like Paul, Romans 1.1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Timothy in Philippians 1, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. How about Peter, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ in Second Peter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. And then our Jesus himself, Mark 10 and Philippians 2, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and he gave his life a ransom for many. Jesus made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant complete with the permanent scars left by nails driven into his hands and feet, scars he chose because of his love for us. Now, even though Peter, Paul, Timothy, John, and James viewed themselves as servants of their Messiah, Jesus Christ, listen to how their Savior viewed them. Quote, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. In Philippians 2, it paints a picture, a vivid picture of a true servant in a way that leaves no room for selfishness, self-centeredness, or self-love. Listen closely as I go through this passage. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any affection and mercy, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but... 
in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look not only for their own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it equal to be a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion or appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Now, James uses the word greedy and it has the meaning of joy and gladness. He then addresses his readers as my brethren. James wanted to be an encouragement to his Christian brothers and sisters who were living in very difficult circumstances. The word count means uh, to prioritize or evaluate what matters most. One commentator said that outlook determines outcome. Do you have a value or do you value comfort more than character in your present happiness over your future relationship with God? If you do, trials will upset you. We are not commanded to feel joyful in trials. You, you can't turn your emotions on and off like hot and cold water, but you can decide whether you will react selfishly or respond spiritually to the difficulties that come your way. Because of the severe persecution, believing Jews were exiled from their homes and businesses and were scattered, dispersed throughout the known world. These young believers were facing great suffering. The word temptations in verse 2 actually could refer to trials. No one goes through life without trials. If you are not in one right now, you have either just come out of one or just about ready to enter into one. I like the word endurance. It is the ability to hang in there when the going gets tough, not to cave in or give up. If you give up saying it's too much or it's too tough, when God's word says differently, you will remain spiritually immature. Endurance does not fix your problems. That's God's job. But God uses trials and temptations to increase our endurance, which is clearly seen in our stamina and our strength and our doggedness to do right. Spiritual maturity should be our goal. And we must trust God to orchestrate whatever is necessary to achieve that goal in our lives. We should not pray that God will get us out of difficult situations, but see us through them. Learning to persevere through trials will only strengthen our resolve and increase our spiritual maturity. Perfect and entire simply means complete. God wants us to get it all together. Beware, impatience and immaturity are best friends. Although trials and temptations often reveal how childish we act at times, they also teach us to trust patiently in God. As bond slaves to Jesus, our love for our master will create both endurance and maturity in our lives as friends of Jesus. Enjoy him. Good friends love to spend time together. We all need to pray, Lord, only you can help me get it all together and keep it all together. I need you more every single day. Thank you for always being willing to walk through trials and temptations with me. Well, our time's up for today. I hope this has been an encouragement, but remember today is a day that the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope you have a good day.